You are listening to Let's Be Honest with your host, Just Jonda. Welcome to Let's Be Honest. I'm your host, Just Jonda, and tonight I am back for one of our favorite shows. And I know, based on just the listen, uh, looking at the numbers from the listenership, I know that it is one of our listeners' favorite as well. We're going to be talking about owns ready to love, and the team is in effect. We've got Riri coming back. We've got Sean coming back with the male perspective. We know that you love that. And we're just going to jump in. So this is a little bit interesting because, of course, they're calling it Ready to Love Potomac. Potomac is is in Maryland. It is right outside of D.C. And for those of us who really know the deal with this, this is basically the uh, Ready to Love DC Part 2 is covering the DMV area. They started um, they started taping this immediately after wrapping taping on the first one, which ended around the end of August. And this one was already taping as early as October. And uh pretty much you can kind of tell as the people that uh, some of the holdovers from when they did the casting call for DC, these folks don't live in Potomac. The Potomac River runs through DC. So it's very easy to say that it's Potomac. Nobody ever lives in most of these places unless it's something like when they did Atlanta or Houston, which is very big. Of course, when shows come here, it's the DMV, it's the whole area. I will say, at least at first glance, it appears that a lot of these folks, at least uh, profession-wise, there seems to be um, quite a few more professionals in this group than the last ones where it was kind of shaky with that because it was like, I mean, we do have another singer, but for the most part in the last one, it was like, I don't know, club promoters, bottle girls you know there was um then you had the one guy whose job changed every time it popped up on the screen um you know so there was there was a lot of that whereas this time they're very clear a lot more clear about what they do one of you i'm hearing a whole lot of noise uh with the moving so at any rate it's gonna i think it's gonna be interesting uh this season and i think part of it is probably gonna be because of some of the obvious surprises that tommy and uh, the producers are gonna have in store in terms of how they bring in other people since it's a smaller cast so i don't think it, the season will necessarily be shorter because the show's only maybe about 10 episodes anyway i think it's just um, they're just going to throw some e- extra curveballs in. And that's how we will still end up with roughly the same amount of people. Because usually they start with 10 and 10. This time is 7 and 7. And as they typically do, they get rid of at least one person on the first night. This time they got rid of two people on the first night, which 
already has them down to six each. So at any rate, it's going to be interesting. My I vamped a little bit to make sure I got my co-hosts here. So now they are both here. First, let me bring in Miss Riri. Hey, Riri. Hey, how are you? I'm well. Okay, we got to give you your cheers. <laughs> and next and uh certainly not least it is the one the only mr sean sean come on in gonna give him his clapping too all right so we i'm just gonna call this ready to love potomac episode one because they always screw us up with these seasons they said it was season five wasn't the last one season five i don't know yeah yeah, so Ready yeah. to Love Potomac Part 1. That's what we're going to, Episode 1. So that's what we're going to call it. Um, it looks like, uh, and you guys have been watching this show longer than I have, but even from the last two seasons, it looks like we did not get a separate casting special with this. We jumped no. right in. Um, I was disappointed with that. Yeah, we jumped in. Okay, so I wasn't confused you think it might have been left? Well, that's what it seemed like to been to me. Okay. Sean, we got a little bit of feedback uh, from yours. I don't know if it's your headphones because I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm hearing a little bit of feedback. So you might need to be on mute unless you're speaking until we get that feedback issue dealt with. Um, okay, so... Yeah, even though they didn't do a casting special, I think, which we we all kind of like because you feel like you get to know the people a little bit more. But considering that there were less people, um, I, I don't think it was bad. It just no. made the episode feel a little choppy, a little quick because what the intro we kind of got their intros while they were meeting each other and they would show their intro package that you would typically get in a casting special but that still took up like the first 30 minutes and then the next thing you know tommy's pulling them aside so you're like you know it's so it just made it a little choppy i felt like if they were going to put it all in one this is one of those rare instances where i wouldn't have minded if they did a 90 minute uh season premiere instead of an hour because um it lost something for me in the dating part in terms of them determining who needed to go now that being said at least what we saw it was fairly obvious as an audience member who needed to go and all three of us predicted that but we're not we're going to try and go a little bit in order so that we don't spoil it who knows somebody might be listening who didn't watch um okay so sean but, but sean what do you think about that in terms of uh before i go through the different characters if you will that we have on the show what did you think about the way that they did it with them not giving us a casting special trying to introduce everybody and making cuts all in that one 42 minutes because that's what it is once you do the commercials i prefer the casting special it gives a little bit more context to who, each, who the person is but you know i think they're trying to like quality over quantity so I, I, it seems a little bit rushed but I, I prefer a casting special. Um, as far as losing two people, I wasn't really pressed about losing two people because they're going to be gaining two people 
with the curveball. So, I mean, like, you know, you should track one, it, it comes back. I think, you know, they're trying to shake up the format a little bit to give it a little bit more of a depth, I believe. Yeah, I, and, and I think so. I, I definitely think that they tried to shake up the format, and that's not a bad thing. I think that um, some of that shakeup may have even come out of the fact that last season people, you know, the drama behind the scenes aside, even if you were, even if there had been none of the additional drama that we have sort of been assaulted with over the internet over the past couple of years, even if none of that stuff existed, the season still was not getting rave reviews from anybody. I think we all were following, like, because of us doing this, we kind of keep our fingers on the pulse of what's going on in social media, other reviewers, whatever. And so last season, people, it, it fell a little flat for um, for a lot of people. So I think that... Um, they knew I, I what I'd be very interested in uh, is whether or not some of these shakeups that they're doing or, um, you know, some of these little changes they're making. I'd be interested to know if they did any pickup shots like if they went back and sort of threw in some of these shakeups or if they had already been planned um, because by the time the season began to air, they had already started. Um, they had already started recording this one. So by the time a lot of the feedback began to come in from fans that they thought the cast was a little, eh, you know, the, the you know some of the things seemed a little artificial, like with Corey and stuff like that. Um, I wonder how much of that they were aware of as they produced this season. And I think that as we watch it, it's, it's, um, it's certainly going to shine through, but anyway, so let's get into the meat and potatoes of this. So what should we do? I think, uh, want to introduce everybody first, just uh, so we yes. sort of do our own little casting special, give it, uh, so I'll give the name, because I, I tried to catch everybody's name, age, and what they did. Uh, in case I did the same. I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we'll try to kind of match it up with at least what they were wearing. So then you know, so the listeners know who we're talking about. Um, some people, obviously, in any, it stood out more than others. But, you know, you never know. Okay, Sharita, I'm going to go by mine and then you tell me if you remember, because if you if either of you can pull up your pictures. I have so it up I'm, now. Okay, good. So I'm not looking at two things at once. So then I'll say the name and what they do and then you uh, say what they look like. Okay, so and I, I also went sort of in order of when they came in. So we have first guy on the scene or first person I saw, Demetrius, 42 years old. He's a government contractor. Um, purple suit and beard, right? Um, yes. And and uh, he se- he seemed to be a decent guy. We know the ladies liked it or liked him. N- next, a uh, woman who certainly made a big impression. <laughs> at least I thought so. Uh, Miss Precious, thirty-four year old IT consultant. No shade, to Precious, but Precious looked older than thirty-four to me, and that's not she really me. did. 
not i mean no shade she's a beautiful woman i just wasn't getting 34 i i put her more um in you know i put her more in our age range uh which none of your business audience let's just say we're older than 34 um and and it really wasn't even so much her look too it was also the way she carried herself which is not necessarily a bad thing i mean uh we'll get into later some of the things that she may have said or did that we didn't like but in terms of the things i did like she had kind of a, a mature feel and affect to her and and so it wasn't just the way she looked i thought even the way that she carried herself she i i just didn't get 34 from her um, yeah, she was wearing think, the oh go ahead Sharita. she was wearing the red cutout the dress with the cutouts and the little cuts even though on the um picture they did online she they have her on orange but i remember she was wearing that red dress with the cutouts yeah, it looks like some on with the online photo that uh, we've been using and the one that you'll probably uh, you guys will probably see me use as the thumbnail for this uh, for this episode. It looks like some of their pictures, they clearly took the day of the um, of the event. And then some of them they didn't because we saw with Clifton, he uh, his picture was obviously taken the day of the event because he had the orange yes. shirt on. Okay, next we have Sabrina, who is 36. I don't think I caught what she does. Did we catch, did you catch what she does? Yes, her? Sabrina is a nonprofit. She, they said she's a nonprofit. Um, oh, she yes, works in yes, nonprofit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know what? And I remember because online folks were like, well, what is that? You know, and she, she just may work for like a boys and girls club or something like that. Yes. Um, Okay, we had, I had Laverne, who's 44. I wrote down bodybuilder, but I think that's what he used to be. I don't think he's a 44-year-old bodybuilder right now. Or Laverne, he? I have him listed as lead tech analyst. Okay, yeah. so we got a lot of techie folks here. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of folks who I would be surprised if they don't run into each other at the Blacks in Government meeting. <laughs> so um, next we have Dakaya. I think I'm saying that right. She's 39, systems engineer. I just remember thinking she was very attractive, but her and Sabrina are like interchangeable to me in terms of looking like they could be sisters. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Clifton, Barry White voice, uh, 44-year-old <laughs> program manager. And of course, uh, he's the resident brother with a deep voice. We get every season at least one dude that gets all the ladies hype with his voice. So um, last season, who was our dude that had people or was that the season before where we had somebody who uh, gave all the ladies a deep voice? Oh, last season, it was, um, what's his name? Um, Phil. Well, no, not Phil. Um, no, not Phil. Uh, Phil's voice to me didn't match how big he was. I expected him to have a deeper voice. No, homie, um, the one who broke Mumin's heart, sort of. Oh, um, Walter? No. Uh, he kind of Oh, even Frank. Frank, Frank yes. did have a deeper voice. You are yeah, correct. Yeah, because remember, that's how he got the ladies at the first event. That's That always happens. Uh, Cliff, I mean, uh, Sean, what do you think so far uh, with the people? Are we getting the descriptions right? Oh, uh, you're getting the description right. It was it was actually P.O. that was actually the first gentleman that was in. He was oh. the first one walked in because he see, turned me off from the beginning. Yeah. See, and, and I thought I think I wasn't paying attention to what he said. So let's well, we're going to I'm about to come to him in a second. OK, so then we had Tori, who's a 39 year old realtor. Um, I believe that's the guy with the with the uh, 
like the dreads and the braids. The locks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. He had the locks. Now, mm-hmm. on the flip side, he looked very young. I was surprised to see him 39. And it, it he just had a young look to me. Seemed like a he nice did. guy, but a young look. Uh, Wiley, who's 32. Um, he, he's the baby of the bunch. Yes. Yeah, with the dookie brown suit. Lord have mercy. <laughs> but yes, that is him. He was wearing the dookie brown suit. And now I'm gonna leave this one to to uh, Sean. Why don't you introduce uh, your boy PO to a Sean? You know. He <sighs> <laughs> seemed like a nice guy, but he was just, his lines, you know, using lines already, and just seemed like the old man in the club type of guy, and I, I wasn't impressed. No, it turned me off. As a woman, it turned me off. It turned me off. His first thing, that's why nobody caught his name because he didn't say his name. They printed Paul, but he didn't say Paul. Yo, I'm the man. I'm like the king. I'm coming out like like Mufasa or whatever his name is coming in. I was like, what did he just say? I had to rewind it three times. Yeah, he, like, he, what did he just say? And the thing that was wild with Paul is that um, because, well, because I refuse to call him P.O., um, you know, the thing that was wild with Paul is, okay, so he's a 48-year-old analyst. I I f- almost feel like the way that he acted with that line, it aged him because it just made him seem more out of place. I don't, so it's like, I don't know if I feel like he's older because he looked older because I mean, you're 48, he's almost 50. I don't know if I feel like he's if he seemed older to me, older than 48 because of the way that he acted, because it was like it was like the old dude trying to be young. And it was like, dude, most of these women are within your age range. So you don't have to do all that. I mean, you still really shouldn't because young women are going to smell you a mile away and they'll just think you're corny. But now you got women your own age thinking you're corny. It was the lo- it was the lines and it was the the way he came. Overall I mean, attitude. Oh, overall attitude. Because when uh, who was the first woman that walked in? Um, was I think it, Pre- it was a uh, precious. Precious, and the way he looked at her and he said, "Oh, you're oh yes, you're beautiful. That's your new name." Like just the lines. It it, it was, was like, very flavor flavor. <laughs> it was very 1970 reminiscent. It really was. It was those old player from the Himalaya lines. Uh, Sean, what advice would you give to Paul? Let's 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 pause real quick because I, if if Paul were listening right now, what advice would you give to him that that if the if he were listening, and the show was still going on, what do you think you could say to help him out? Well, what I would say to him is lay off the lines, be a little bit more authentic. At forty eight years old, or our age, you are you have enough experience where you don't have to use those types of things? It's it's kind of corny unless you're going to follow up with some type of charmingly corny joke but he didn't I mean P.O. because I always deliver I mean I don't know what the hell that meant it was just if my advice to him would be be a little bit more yourself lay down the whole King Musafa reference and just and just go with it and just go with it but I think underneath he's a highly competitive person so that's why he did that, that that's probably part of the problem He's he's coming in there with the spirit of competition, and 
he's got two things playing against him. One, if you're coming in with the spirit of competition, but also not being authentic at the same time, you hit it right on the head and you are doing things that you think will make you win as opposed to making you likable and interesting and what have you, it, it, which hopefully you are that person, then it's just a lose-lose situation because you're just trying to adapt to whatever you think is going to make you win. And you're and, and what's even worse is that you're still wrong. <laughs> so, you extra and extra bad. So that just makes it worse. Well, like you said, he just came across as the old man at the club. Like last season, Walter was the oldest, one of the older men in the group, but he carried he himself. Was a smoother with it. He was smoother with it. So you knew he was older, but you didn't, it didn't bother you. Like, I don't have a problem there, with being older. Well, yeah. It didn't. And, and I agree with Walter. Walter was definitely, he gave old man at the club vibes largely because he kind of outed himself pretty early on that he was still in these streets. And then we saw one of his exes or whatever. And uh. so that pretty much confirmed he's still in these streets. So most of the old man at the club vibe we got from Walter was really from finding out how he kind of moves out here in the streets. But as far as his vibe on the show, he actually gave kind of a chill, smooth cat daddy vibe, which, you know, most of us kind of like. Oh, he gave daddy vibe. He gave gave a future daddy vibe. Yes. (laughs) Like he's definitely going to pull out your chair. He's going to open doors. You know, when you have dinner, he going to have a whispers plan. You know, (laughs) He's going to make you feel real special when you're out. You're going to enjoy oh, yeah. being out with him. He's he going to make you feel bring, real special. Oh, he's going to bring flowers, and then he ain't going to call you back, but the date will be nice. Yes. On that date, you're going to feel real special on the date, but he's just not going to follow through. <laughs> he ain't going to call you back. His follow-through game is terrible, but on the date, Walter's going to make you feel real special. Yeah, you're going to be like, this is what I do to get you in the mood. <laughs> We're going to get all of that from Walter. He's going to be playing some after seven, ready or not. We're getting all of that. <laughs> then he ain't going to call you back. But funny part is Walter was only in his 40s still. He was like 46, wasn't he? Yeah, he 48? was 46. Yeah, he was 46. So he's not that old. No, he, actually... he just gave the vibe, though. He still gave yeah. the kind of laid back. Uh, you know what it is? He he gave the vibe like he hangs with, uh, like, for instance, isn't he a Kappa? Yes, he, he is. Okay, he gives the vibe that he hangs with the older bros. He he ain't hanging with the young dudes. Like he, yeah, he no. up in the cut smoking cigars. Yeah, he goes to the cigar room. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. So um, he still mess with the young girls though. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so next we have Kina, who's 39. Mm. She's a budget analyst. Uh, Kina had on the black dress and walked like her feet hurt. She had on the black slip dress. Let's be clear. Yes. The black strip, the slip the dress. Black slip dress. Um, that did, I'm sorry. It, it just, did nothing for her. It did nothing for her. That might have been one of the problems. It just, it was the wrong dress for her. It, that might have been what made her feet hurt. I don't know. <laughs> it was just. <laughs> yeah. Because she just walked around like she had had a rough day. <laughs> <laughs> 
my God. Did uh, Sean did did Keita make you feel like things had been hard for her before she got there? <laughs> uh, you got <laughs> what did you say, hon? She wasn't very interested. Okay. No, she wasn't. Um next we have um did I spell that Joy? Because I was like, Yes, Joy. Joy is 41. She's a singer from Baltimore. Now, remind me which one was Joy, because Joy and Ace resembled each other until you got to hear them like kind of talking and vibing. And then I was like, okay, I it, it, it took me most of the episode, but by the end, I knew who was who. Uh, Joy, um, she was wearing the green dress. Um, she, I can't say, like, to me, she didn't... St- Stand out. The only thing that stood out, like she said, she because wasn't she talking to um, uh, Fernando? Fernando, yes. and when he she he said, "I'm from East wherever," and I'm not familiar with the areas in yeah, the they area. Around, but and I think she was fine with that because that's like one of those yeah. local jokes when people ask us where we're from, we say Jersey, and they say what exit. I th- so I don't think that that turned her off. I think again no. that was like a nice little. Uh, local homegrown icebreaker type thing. The I think the issue was when it went on from there, she felt interviewed. That that's what yes. I remember. Well, that's what he spoke interview. He didn't speak to them. He everything was like an interview. Interviewees. Yes. Um, Ace, who is thirty-seven. Uh, I did not get what she does. Do you remember? Philip. Phil- oh God, I hate that. I can't say this word. Excuse me. Oh, people. she said she was a philanthropist. Yes. Yes. There yes. we go. Thank you. Okay. So, which I know a lot of people were like, "Well, what does that mean?" It means that maybe Ace has some money, and yes, so she gives it away because philanthropists are people who give away money, and usually. I, I've never met a broke philanthropist. I've never no. even met a middle class philanthropist. Nope. When you think of philanthropy, we think of Melinda Gates. Yes. We think of um, Bezos' ex-wife, last name mm-hmm. Scott. Can't remember her first name. They and then there are people who are in the business world, but of course are still called philanthropists because they give away so much through their business. Um, because even if she worked, like I know someone who uh, heads the, uh, well, she did at one point, head the uh, philanthropic arm of General Motors. But her title wasn't philanthropist. She just was the head of the arm of General Motors that did philanthropy. But her job was she was like CEO of the blah, 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 blah division. So... That's going to be interesting if she stays around. Just I'm just generally interested in knowing she might. I might have to just do a deep dive out of idle curiosity and check out her Instagram because uh, that that was just a rather interesting title. And maybe as she gets to know people, I'm sure that you know whoever dates her is going to ask. Um, Precious, we did mention her. Oh, I think I mentioned her earlier because, like I said, some of my notes are yes. the order in which they appeared. And then I think the only one that I missed then was Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany. Oh yes, I did have Tiffany. Okay, I I did not get her age and job, but I know she has two sons, and she she's thirty seven. I didn't get her job either, so I couldn't. I don't think they really gave it. 
I no, missed that and one. She mentioned she lived in Emporia, Virginia. And just some perspective on that. Emporia, Virginia, I know you've passed it when you come down here. You pass Emporia when you're going to King's Dominion. Oh, okay. okay. So when she said that, you probably, if the sign flashes in front of your head, it's because you saw it right before you got to King's Dominion. So that's how far out she is. Okay, so um, she's basically like Surrey County. Uh, no, no, no. Surrey County is near the water. She is uh, inland. She's inland, she, but it's still the no, country because she yeah, calls it the oh, country. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it is. It is. Okay. Like I said, you're on 95 and you are heading south. Like it likes it obviously much further south than me because you will see that sign when you get near King's Dominion, which of course, you, you know, is like maybe 20 minutes north of Richmond. So she's so she's pretty far out there, certainly for DMV people, because as you know, from spending time down here, anybody, uh, everybody in Maryland or D.C. thinks that anything in Virginia is the moon, even if you live right over the river in Arlington or Alexandria. It's just one of those bizarre things. And I think part of it is because we don't have the, the metro doesn't come as far out to everywhere on the Virginia side as it does on the DC Maryland side. It's just one of those little like local prejudices, but in her case, she is all the way out there. So if somebody were to be like Emporia, Virginia, I that's one instance where I can't even be mad because she, she is pretty far out compared to where they're pretending the show is right now, which is uh, in Potomac. Um, and then, so I think we have all Fernando. I forgot. Yes. I think that I had, I did him in the context of my other notes. So tell us about Fernando. I know he's in, uh, he's in some type of analyst, but go ahead. 34 and he's a risk analyst. Yes. So, um, Fernando, Fernando, Fernando. Well, let's just leave him and come back. Okay, <laughs> so the show starts and we immediately see, and this, I, I definitely want to get Sean's impression on this. We immediately see Demetrius and um, Precious. Well, I well apparently P.O. was there and made some He is the first one there, yeah. He's yeah, the first he, one that came in. And yeah, and he made some comments about Precious, but it's but obviously, like most of the women, she sort of poo-pooed P.O. right away and uh, got more into a conversation with Dimitri, who as Demetrius, who, as we know, uh, remained quite a popular character from for through the rest of the episode. Demetrius is newly retired. Um, divorced. He was married for three years. He admitted to not being the best husband, but he also was very open um, about doing the work. I can't remember if, I don't think he got as deeply into that conversation with Precious, but he did get into that conversation with, um, with Sabrina. Sabrina, yes nice bonding moment there but back to precious and it seemed like demetrius was trying to have like um kind of a different kind of vibe with her not different in a bad way but just like talking about dating that was sort of outside the box and i know from uh other episodes we've had sean likes to do dates that are outside the box like yoga and different things like that so demetrius he mentioned that he liked to do things like outdoor type activities. And she said that she'd be good at that as long as he would be good. He's okay with going to a pole dancing class with her. Now, I, 
I was kind of on the fence about that. So I would, so I definitely needed Guy's perspective because I was like, I, I was on the fence about whether or not I thought that was a bit um, forward in terms of, I know that there's been sometimes people complain and Sean's been one of them about being careful to not necessarily push sex to the forefront but at the same time, these folks are good and grown. I mean, she's 34, but he's 42. Uh, so, Sean, what what do you think about her making that comment? Do you think that was a bit too sex forward, given what they were talking about? Like, what 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 was the vibe that you took from that? She was being a harlot. At least he said Harlot and not another name. So I okay. I'm gonna give him that. Now you gotta go all the way to the Bible. Was it because of the red dress? <sighs> I guess it wasn't all that I guess it really wasn't all that bad, but she was just a person whose mouth was always open the whole episode. Even when she yeah, wasn't now that I know got on your nerves. <laughs> well, can can I um, add on to what Sean's saying? I think I'm going to say it. it's a combination of the whole presentation. She came in there. She has a great body. I'm not taking her body away from her great body, but she came in there came when in you start wearing. What up? Oh, I'm giving feedback now no, too. No, no, I just it was Sean. I muted him. Go ahead. Oh. Okay, when you come into a situation where your dress is basically. Hot sex on the platter, and I'm not mm -hmm. mad at her for it because no. again, we're all good it, and grown. But it's a balance. It's a balance that you're dressed, you're presenting hot sex on the platter, and then you're talking about pole dancing, which is normally a sexual activity. Yeah, unless you're going with your girl, unless you're going with a bunch of girlfriends where we're going for exercise because you can get a workout on pole dancing classes. I'm gonna tell you, yeah, but. And then in fairness, we can certainly say pole dancing is a great form of exercise and all of that. It is because, I mean, your core has got to be right. So, oh, yeah, I mean, definitely. Those, those folks, and I've seen guys do it too, they are artists and they are strong. So, no hating on the pole dancing. No, no, not at all. I think it's an awesome thing. I've gone but, with my girlfriends, but in the manner in, in which she's. Context, yes. I think that, and, and I think that that's probably it. So I don't want, you know, anybody to think we're like going down. Some no, 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 road. no. I think that it is a balance. It's a balance of she, she was very, her attire and just her overall affect was very sexy, vampy, va-va-va-voom, Jessica Rabbit, all of which is cool because. But you, you gotta be careful with that because if there's nothing else that goes with it i.e. Courtney i.e. Courtney from last there, season it is what is what is it that you want to leave in his mind when exactly he away? are you ready for love or are you ready to make love <laughs> exactly are so, you ready for love or are you ready for love <laughs> are you ready for the love making let's get to making the love exactly, exactly. let's get to making the love that's yeah, what exactly. you got and not even l-o-v-e is love <laughs> exactly so that's where i not that i'm judging her it's just for the show you're coming ready to love what it's it, it, again it's a balance because if yeah. everything is going to be ultra vamp then 
you were you're giving an impression from the gate and so again it's it, it's balancing the impression your appearance is giving with the words that are coming out of your mouth the body language all of that it's it's a bit of a dance and in this case because what she wore is so like hey y'all check me out then she sort of put herself in a situation where she had to have for one of a better way of putting it she had to have too many balls in the air with uh balancing her appearance towards what overall impression she wants to give in terms of i'm ready to love and i'm ready to be someone's girlfriend slash wifey versus i'm down for the get down and you know let's go to the club and hit the moat type of thing and and it's not just her we've seen this not just on this show either but if we're going by this show obviously um we've seen this in in previous seasons especially with um the season in houston where everybody for the you know half of the cast came in dresses they couldn't breathe in Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so there's that. So anyway, but he seemed to like her. And of course, he mentioned her. If I recall, he was one of several. and We'll get to that. Who mentioned her in the end. So then the next thing he was talking to Sabrina, who says she wants a dude who's hot AF. Not mad at that. You know, she that's what she wants. Uh, like we said, divorced. Um, and she was the one that he uh, had the conversation with. Because like I said, I don't think yeah. that him and Precious got to that point. So that seemed to be a bonding thing with them. I love seeing black folks open about getting therapy. And brother said he's still in it. I'm like, you go. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like that. So, I mean, he sees the benefits of it in his life ongoing. So, um, so that was definitely cool. Um, Sean, the brother talking very openly about therapy. Uh, what was your, what was your thoughts on that? So we're having some tech issues with Sean, but you still there? Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, what was, what was your thoughts on the brother talking very openly about therapy? I, I was very impressed with that. I thought it was very encouraging. I don't know. I was talking to somebody about that today, and if I can, I can speak with all candor. Oh, go mm-hmm. ahead. Well, of course, that's why we're here. Always, <laughs> always. I'm getting a little tired of black people talking about how they want to all go to therapy. I mean, like I've been a, I've been a licensed therapist for over 20 years, and now all of a sudden it's a big damn deal. So everybody wants to go to psychologist's office. Half the time I read the comments in the section, half of the people don't know what the hell they're talking about. So everybody needs to go to therapy about something. So it's kind of getting a little boring and blase. But, however, I will give the gentleman credit for going and doing, going and, and ongoing therapy. And, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I think, I think people need to understand that, you know, when you're saying that therapy is about reaching accountability and self-awareness. So I'm looking to see where that goes because with this last season, there was a person on the show who never took accountability for any of their actions and, and, and anything like that. So I'm glad the gentleman is going to therapy and, and I hope he, it, it works well. With him. I just hope but you know what I will say, I, I will say this about the initial part that you said about, you know, folks talking about therapy. I, um, I would disagree in terms of the, the whole thing about, um, 
black people talking about therapy. I want it talked about more. And I'll, I'll tell you why. You have to remember that we are in a different um, arena in terms of our level of education and enlightenment and openness to certain things. And not uh, not just the fact that we were educated, but how we were educated for, because for those of you all who may not know, uh, Riri, Sean and I all went to school together. So we went to um, what's now called a PWI, you know, well, we just called it Rutgers when we went, but anyway, we went to um, a predominantly white university. And so, um, although obviously you know, we had our circles and friends with lots of black people and all three of us came from areas where, you know, there was no lack of people of color. Um, we were in, in terms of our educational experience and work and life experience after um, leaving school, most of us were still surrounded by people who were in the majority, people who were white. And and uh, so I think we often have to, sometimes we have to remember that even though these things are normal to us, they are still not normalized in our community. And in fact, in the African-American community, the notion of therapy and accountability, and, and especially even with getting men and, and black men in particular to go to therapy is still a relatively new thing. And even though they might be willing to talk about it, still not necessarily willing to do it. And that's a cultural thing as we know for us as a people. So I think part of the push in terms of why is being talked about so much now is to normalize it so much that even the people who are resistant to it um, will do it. And so I think that that is part of the reason. And and, and so for us, it, it's been normal to us for a long time. But I think it's because of our life experience um, that and, and, and what sort of uh, um, where we ended up in, in the situations that we may have been put in versus a lot of the people that we grew up with or even our own family members. Mm -hmm. So. Um, you know, and I know certainly for me, because I was the first in my family on both sides, certainly like immediate and close family to, um, to even go to school or anything like that. So, um, but okay. So next we have, um, it looks like I'm, again, I'm trying to go in order of the episode, but I think I'm going to end up having to jump around a little bit because I was trying to write down the people when they came out. So let's go to our boy Laverne because Laverne was popular. Yes, he was. And I did not see that coming. Did you see that coming? Not really, no. Uh, and again, got to go with the guy on this. Sean, what do you think from a, a male perspective, was it a vibe that you picked up that seemed to make Laverne so popular? Was it was it something that he was doing that maybe we're as women, we didn't realize it, but it drew the women to him? He made people comfortable and he was inviting when he came in and talked with them. He just made them comfortable. And he smiled, and he smiled a lot, and, and, and he maintained a comfortable distance while also, you know, flirting but not being overbearing. The most important thing is he just made himself comfortable and approachable. So, 
I agree with you on that. He talked with them where, whereas, um, whereas he talked with them, whereas like um, Fernando was interviewing, he actually held yeah. conversation. I will say that. And, but he sat back in the cut. I think that's the thing that tripped me out. Homie sat back in the cut uh, where they were coming over to him, but maybe that's part of making him approachable. Like Sean said, he wasn't all, he wasn't walking around like a prowler. <laughs> he, was just, he wasn't Corey. He wasn't Corey setting up dates automatically from the rip from just saying hi. Yeah. yeah. And I'm wondering if it was once one woman saw another woman over there that made it easier for other women to go over there. Like if you saw your girl going to talk to him, maybe the other women like came over to say, Hey, what's going on over here? And then while they were over there, next thing you know, they ended up getting under Laverne's spell. <laughs> it really was because the statements that were made was everybody was coming to, he was holding court and all the women were coming to present themselves while he was holding court. But I like that he said he didn't start out doing it. I like that he clarified that's not what he did. He went and sat down and then it just kind of happened that way. And then he never had to get back up. And then Kina came over all mm, awkward. And changed the vibe. And the vibe completely changed. changed. the vibe. <laughs> She cha- that was that was the first of two times that she changed the vibe. It was the second time was just cringeworthy. When she that came time, inside, yeah. Yeah, that time I was like, I'm telling y'all she sat down because her feet hurt. But she... <laughs> <laughs> well, she said her head hurt. It wasn't her feet. She said, oh, I just wanted to um, Advil or something. I just wanted to see if anybody had Advil. <laughs> you know what? She was. I was like, Tia, my girl, when she said Advil, I was praying she wasn't going to say she had cramps because I was like, she was walking like she was going through something. So, <laughs> so next, we had Precious and Tori talking. I got to say, Precious and the Weave was doing me, man. It was... It was doing me now. It, you could tell it was hot because she seemed oh, the a little shiny. Oh. She seemed a little shiny, and so did Tori. But man, the, it just made the the weave wig, whatever it was, stick to her head. I felt so bad for her. I was like, oh, sick. Well, the same thing happened to um, was it Dakia? Yeah, Dakia. Her, yeah. you could see the the you could see the um, leave out was separating from. The hair. That, was, that is the worst. Because the humidity. Because the humidity. And her own yeah. hair obviously starts to get curly, wavy during humidity. And unfortunately, the weave. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even clown her. I felt bad for her. No, I, I felt like, bad for her. It wasn't her fault because we all know how the, um, then, the DMV is very humid. It's very humid. Then, it was summertime. Course, and then, you know, HD don't, it, it don't hide nothing. No, so not nothing. That camera was all up in Tori's face. I know yeah. she was probably watching it like they could have, the cameraman could at least did a long shot of a sister. Don't get all up on it. So she and Tori had a very, um, a very revealing conversation. Revealing yes. Very open. Very oh open. Oh my goodness. I was like, okay, this is some real grown folks uh, sharing that they're doing. Um, I, I'm going to be very interested in seeing how that goes because she liked him. Yes. Uh, I she, think she made the best connection with him of anybody. 
Yeah, she practically shouted his name when Tommy mm -hmm. asked the women who she liked. She liked him. He seemed to like her. Um, they uh, they bonded talking about their mothers. Uh, it sounds like they both are are kind of in a sort of recovery process um, in a way of stuff with his mom, with their moms. It sounds like Tori and his mom uh, are probably working on it. He said that she told him she loved him for the first time five years ago. And, and that's tough not hearing it uh, at all and his mother being out of his life. But it sounds promising towards some kind of healing that it that she said it and it obviously meant something to him because he didn't you could tell he told her that because he didn't want her to think his mother never said anything to him which shows a, a level of respect and protection of his mother i i, I kind of appreciated that um what do you think about that sean uh honestly uh-huh i thought it was a bunch of bullshit <laughs> <laughs> on his okay. part, her part, or both parts? <laughs> on whose part did you think it was a bunch of bullshit? See, this is why we gotta have you here, because I mean, you know, me and Sharita might be getting all caught up in the sentimental stuff. So, give it to us straight. What's what's the deal? What's the, two, the term? Trauma bonding and all that other type of yeah. shit. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Okay. Uh, we talked. My mom went to Kuwait. His mom, God bless her heart. She was out serving her country, making sure that we were all safe. I get it. And then her with her situation, I, I get it. You know what I mean? But I don't think in the long run she's going to go for him. I think she's more, I think she found it more chemistry or a little bit of more of that sexual tension with Laverne. And they were just talking and had some touchy feelings. I may be wrong, but I just, my guy, you know, so what? They found a comment like, my daddy wasn't in. Well, my daddy wasn't here either. Okay, well, now you got something to talk about. That's, that's how I <laughs> and you know what? That's that's what happens. You just never know where that goes. So, <laughs> he said my daddy wasn't here either. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to hurt you. I, I am. I'm, I'm just, I just, mm -mm, mm -mm. no words. No words. No, I agree with you with the trauma bonding. I will definitely agree with you that they both, but it's well, like, I would uh, give a pass unless it keeps coming up. Exactly. Uh, I think it know. needs to be said once at least so that we understand where they both came from. We understand a bit of their backstory. But if they keep trying to figure yeah. out something to talk about. But if they keep bringing it up, then yes, I'm going to be tired of it. For, not so much tired of it, but it's, it's been being said. used as a thing. Is the yes. Walter and his wife is a yes. baby, and and his wife and the you know they you know we got to bring up the widows and this and that and the third. Because like for instance, like with Sabrina, her and Walter bonded when he talked about taking care of his mom, caregivers, yeah, about the fact that mm -hmm. she's taking care of her parents. Unless it's something that they may have talked about off screen, we never heard it come up again. No. And in Sabrina's case, I actually wouldn't have been mad at her if it came up again, because remember, unlike these other people whose situations happened in the past, Sabrina is currently taking care of her parents right now. Exactly. 
So, but but she didn't, at least from what they showed us on the show, which is all we can go by, she didn't use it as a thing. No. So, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm going to give them a pass as in, you know, it is kind of deep for it to have come up in that moment. I'm going to assume they talked about some other stuff first and, and 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 maybe the editors just decided that was the most interesting clip to put in there because I hope you ain't just walking up to somebody going, hi, how you doing? My mama didn't love me. You know, that would just be kind of crazy. Um, okay, so Clifton and Joy definitely had a vibe. Um, they like flirting with each other. I've totally saw the flirting. I like that they were planning a first date because to me that shows that they were interested in one another. They like, okay, yeah, we we doing this whole meet and greet thing, but this ain't really a date. So, you know, I'm feeling you, you feeling me. What do we do next? That's what you're supposed to do. I, that was I the only confirmed date that was planned that night. I was a little shocked by that. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, it sounds like they were still like tossing out ideas. But the point is, to me, that makes clear that you're interested in me as as um, if if I'm in the dating pool, I appreciate that because that's telling me you're interested in me. That's not overbearing because we're on a no. dating show, mm-hmm. you know, so I didn't see that as doing too much. If we're vibing and we're on a dating show. OK, what are we going to do next? I mean, you know, this dinner party about to end in 20 minutes. What, what are we going to do? Because apparently it doesn't look like they're going to be living at the house the way that they did a couple years ago when everybody said that was a good season. It looks like this is going to be the same way as the past few seasons where they're going to, you know, have dates around town and go home to their own houses, I think. Is that the impression? I I, I don't think they're living there. But after last season, hearing about all the meeting up off camera i don't know uh, yeah i, I think they need to go back to living at their house but i also think you know it's the personalities because i mean remember it, in houston it sounds like they um it sounds like they did some stuff off camera and went out a couple times too because we heard about like them going out a couple of times with some of the young ladies i think that was just you know just people's personalities and stuff going to the left i mean and that's something that you just you can't predict that because realistically speaking with that crew uh if they had all lived in a house together it might have gotten violent oh yes definitely it would have yeah that that was just personality problems they almost got violent in just the one weekend they went away on that retreat so no that 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 was just bad personalities and uh that that just oil and water that just shouldn't have even tried to mix right there um and folks getting into some mess that was unnecessary because why you even worried about some other women you if you here to get a man catch you a man and keep it moving um, if you happen to make a friend cool, but in the meantime, the goal is to find you a man or the man find you a woman. That's that's really all you should be doing. And, and of course, not being rude to people as you do it. Um, OK, so but anyway, nice. As soon as they said goat yoga, I thought of you, Sean, because I know you like to do different kind of dates. Now, you did mention before doing a yoga date, right? Not goat yoga, but some kind of yoga. I'm not doing no goat yoga. Sorry, Sean. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but mm -mm. (laughs) no goats peeing and pooping on you. No, ma'am. No. No, I don't think it was goat yoga, Sean. Was it just regular yoga that you did? 
I've never been on goat yoga, but I've taken chicks out on a yoga date. That's cool. No, I think that's cool. I think that's very cute that you do something unconventional instead of the conventional dinner and yeah. And like you said, that way you can, that's like last season when we talked about controlling a situation where if you're not trying to spend a whole hundred, two hundred dollars on taking somebody out on the first date and there's no chemistry, you could do something where it's not, if you're not bound to have to look in each other's face and create conversation that may not come. Well, and that's like Demetrius talking about an outdoor date. Like if you go yes. on a hike, that on a hike, that's interesting. You get to talk. You uh, perhaps if he, of course, I hope if he chooses a cool, interesting hiking trail, you're gonna see some things that you maybe never saw before. Um, it, you know, because which is which people like to do anyway. I mean, it's just interesting to see and do something new. But you also you ain't got nothing to do but talk. Cause you go to the movies, you can't talk. Exactly. So now, Sean, when you did the yoga date, were you all allowed to talk it during the yoga? Like, how did you? What communication piece? How did that work? You ain't doing no. You ain't talk doing no yoga date. I, I'm. That's why I'm asking. I don't know. Now, what did you do? Like, how did you end up having some conversation? Did you like uh, maybe do go to juice bar afterwards or sit around or walk? Around? Like, how did did you have like any communication? Because was this a first date? The first date, second dates, I've, I've done them all. And, you know, well, some, one day went out, had a beer afterwards. Another time we went out, had juice bar. It's like any other, it's like any, like if you went rock climbing or something like that, it's like you get to see the person a little bit more the natural reaction and you can have conversations about this and it removes a little bit of the stigma or the tension attached to just sit there over dinner and, and talk. Or, and exactly. Really That's what I like. Do you feel like that even doing that, it like actually gave you something to uh, help the conversation naturally come because then if nothing else after the date you know you after the yoga you know you're going to talk about the class and then of course the conversation stimulates and goes on from there yeah yeah like um i took a i took a woman um well i wanted to take a woman axed one going axed you know that new thing oh that's before. nice that's nice until the axe goes the wrong way <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> now, you know, you got to kill it, somebody. Okay. All right. So next we have, because uh, we promised to go and wrap this up. So next we have um, Precious walks up to Laverne, takes him from Sabrina. But I mean, but she was polite. It was nothing. Yeah. Um, it was nothing rude about it. But again, we get into that funky area again because she said that she wants to do bodybuilding now she mentioned bikini bodybuilding it's no big deal really because when women do the bodybuilding they do wear bikinis we've all seen it Teresa from the housewives do it and then of course bodybuilding is definitely big in New Jersey so lots of uh, little bikinis and all that but then she took it to the rubbing the oil and all mm -hmm. of that. So again, it's that balance. It's you know what it is. It's kind of like you know how it, uh, they say Coco Chanel said before you leave the house, stop and take one thing off. Well, yes. it's you know it's kind of like Sabrina. Like 
I mean, I'm sorry, not Sabrina, Precious. Precious. She needs to, it, the one thing she needs to take off is going one step too far. Because it's like she all, she, she's right there. The conversation is good, just like with Demetrius. Obvious, obviously, the conversation was good because it had advanced to the same point of Clifton and Joy talking about what type of dates they would have. And then is that one step more into the pole dancing? And that's this. Uh, he's a former bodybuilder. You clearly work out. So even if it was a line, he doesn't know that. You clearly work out. Her body is great. So if she's so it's reasonable to believe that she could have absolutely been being sincere when she says she would love to find out more about um being a female bodybuilder, something she's interested in. And hey, why not meet him at the gym? Very nice opening. Because even if she's on some BS about doing a bodybuilding thing, <clears throat> excuse me, obviously she's no stranger to the gym. So even if she met him at the gym, she wouldn't make a fool out of herself like trying to get on the treadmill and then passing out. So, but again, you take that one extra step with the rubbing of the oil. And so then it's just like, okay, what... How do you want him to take you? Do you want him to take you at, I want to date you. I'm going to meet you at the gym. We have a common interest because we're both into bodybuilding or, or fitness. Or, yeah, so it's that balance again. And I know that it's making a it sound whatever, but it's it's a balance. Um, Kina rolls up um, on Laverne and, it, it, you know, it's... It was weird. Then Kina rolls up on Clifton and Joy. This was very uncomfortable because she was so out of sorts with the conversation. Mm. I had secondhand mm. embarrassment for her when they were like, oh, we were talking about travel. I thought it was very nice that they included her in the conversation because it was clear they didn't want her there and he wasn't ready for her to interrupt him and Joy. And they asked her where some of the places that she wanted to go. And she said someplace else in Atlanta. And they were like, uh, Houston. Yeah. She had mentioned Houston. <laughs> and yeah. Well, they, they were talking about the about, islands and stuff. Well, they were talking about if you could retire somewhere or go live somewhere like a next life or something. And she was talking about, Oh, I'd like to go see. And they were like, no, we were talking a little more in depth yeah. of if you could, kind of relocate per se or yeah now i i do think that maybe part of it is that maybe they assumed that she heard a little more of the conversation mm -hmm. than she did because she was i think it was one of those things where she was sitting there long enough to know what they were talking about which is why frank uh, lord i'm saying frank i'm sorry which is why clifton included her into the conversation they were already having because clearly he was not ready for joy to get up but he didn't want to be rude and leave her out i think what happened was when she sat there she instead of paying attention to the conversation they were already having she was doing what a lot of people do when they are trying you know approaching somebody she was too busy thinking of whatever it is that she wanted to say to him to start the conversation with him that she wasn't listening to the conversation that was already taking place i would agree Either definitely way, 
it was it, it even with giving her that grace i was still embarrassed for her <laughs> oh yeah it was awkward it was i very thought he awkward. handled it well i think he handled it as graceful as he could have handled it because there was no way to handle it without her looking kind of goofy because that's not the conversation we were having so what am I going to do? Just, I mean, I guess he could have let sleeping dogs lie, but it was just a little, it it was definitely a little cringe. Uh, Sean, what did you think of that? Was a little cringe for you? And guys, by the way, I know that it seems like Sharita and I are having this conversation and I am like hitting Sean up as if he's someone we're interviewing. The reason is, and, and we'll have this straightened out next time, is that we're having some technical difficulties so that in order for you not to hear all the feedback, I have to mute him and then bring him in. So that's why I keep saying his name, not that we're deliberately leaving him out. So just wanted to let you know that. So, and I will put that in uh, you guys in the info box so people know when they're listening to it. They're like, why is she talking to Sean like that? But anyway, um, Sean, what do you think about the uh, the piece with that? Um, I cringed a little, but I, you know, it was he tried again. I still think her feet hurt. She sounded like a <laughs> she sounded out of place. She sounded like she hasn't been anywhere at any class or any exposure. It was embarrassing. That's it was embarrassing. Oh. That's what the part that embarrassed me. It it was it came off very much like I've never been anywhere. I didn't want to say it, but yeah, that's kind of how it came off. Riri, what you think? (laughs) Exactly what Sean said. Sound like she never because the way she answered wasn't the question he asked. And like you said, oh Houston, and I like to go to Atlanta. It was like okay, if that's your aspiration of going somewhere, like okay, and I'm not. Again, no shade, no tea, no shade, but it's and that's why I said I'm gonna give her a little bit of grace to say she wasn't listening, yeah. She really was not paying attention to how broad the question was. Um, or maybe she thought they were talking about relocating in general. Because in fairness, when she said Houston and Atlanta, the way that she said it almost sounded like she was thinking of relocating to those places, like, yeah, I've been looking for looking for different opportunities and like maybe that's something she's actually thinking about doing in the next few years at any rate we're dwelling on it too much so we so we saved the best for last folks oh by the way really quick two quick things before we get to who got knocked off because we're going to do that together it just makes more sense that way one uh ace i do not remember a scene with her i'm assuming there was I just don't remember it. I, I It doesn't, well, put it this way. It doesn't stand out to me, but I will tell you a quick aside of who she reminds me of. Did you ever watch the show? Um, Tyler Perry had a show on OWN called, um, not the haves and have nots. Uh, if Loving one, You is Wrong. If Loving You is Wrong. Remember the woman who was like the one who always wanted to fight. She lived, she was married to the cop or had all the kids with the cop. Uh, I, yes, she facial wise, I can see that. Yeah, remember the light skinned woman? Yes, she lived, she was married to the cop, and she she's the one that lived in the projects. And then he moved her into the big house, and she yes. always fight. Yes, she reminds me of her so much, even her attitude reminds me of her. 
and not like that she's combative or anything, but just she comes off with this very like very strong and, and also very regal. Like she has a very her and Joy have this, I don't know if it's the braids or what, but they just have this vague very um very regal bearing to them. Uh you know, it's 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 interesting. But well, anyway, she was a little closed off when um Wiley was trying to get to know her and ask her questions and she really wasn't see, opening up. Again, uh, 37. So now I will say she actually, I would have thought, and not that she isn't a beautiful woman, but I actually would have thought, and again, it could have just been the way that she carried herself. I actually uh, pegged her for being in her 40s. I I thought she was a little bit older too. I thought she was. So I definitely, obviously in the first couple of episodes, you never want to come off closed off because that's a way of getting you kicked off the show. But considering that they not only have a five-year age difference, but she seems to carry herself even older than that, her and Wiley definitely would would not be a good match. That being no. said, you still have to be careful in how you make that clear and, and, and how you come across because it could be your ticket off the show, especially when... If we're doing a um, a dismissal on the first night, then we know that nobody has anything to go on other than first impressions and all things being equal is like a first impression slash knee jerk reaction. So I've got to be very careful about that. OK, so who likes who now the way that the show went, they had the um, I think the women was the women first. Yeah, they women had the voted women, them. Yeah, they, they had vote. the women go first to vote off guys. We uh, we were texting while this was on. Um, I predicted. I think we all did. Um, Fernando and Paul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, P.O. Paul. either one and two or two and one. Um, but we definitely felt like one of those two was going to be first. Honestly, I really thought it was going to be Paul only because of the creep factor. Because mm-hmm. I felt like with Fernando, even if you didn't, even if his approach wasn't the greatest, he didn't come off as a creep. He just came off as somebody who did not have the type of game face you need for a show like this, especially to get through a first episode, which is more, which is very much like speed dating. And I think that's why he came off very interviewee because he didn't know how to engage with them, find out things about them and share some things about himself without just asking, just asking questions like boom, 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 boom. And that also could be a hazard of the job because it's again, what did we say he did? He's like an analyst or something. Um, he is a risk analyst. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he's all about the questions and answers risk analyst. He, he is, he literally, um, you know, is, is very solution oriented, obviously. So, um, and, and so that probably plays into his personality. So I, I would definitely be honest and say, you know, I, I, picked one of them but if i had to go with one i my money was on paul because i felt like while fernando wasn't long for this world he wasn't a creep paul gave me uh the heebie-jeebies 
So, um, but as far as who the women didn't like, well, Fernando and Paul. So we definitely were in the right ballpark. Who they did like, um, Precious, Joy, Sabrina, and Dakaya liked Demetrius. So he's going to get lots of dates. Clifton, Dakaya, Joy, Kina, and Tiffany liked him. Wiley, uh, Tiffany liked Wiley as well. Precious, we know she liked Tori. Kina liked Laverne. We know that she wasn't the only one that liked Laverne, but that was just the only time they asked her a question. They got rid of Fernando. Feel bad for Fernando. I hope that some ladies, some nice ladies uh, go and crawl in his DMs a little bit. He just needs a nice girl to treat him right because after uh, his ex had um, swinger parties in their house and went to swingers resorts and, and left him home, well, Fernando done been through some things. Um, so, Sean, what, uh, what did you think about who the ladies sent home? I mean, relatively on target, right? You know, as soon as I heard Fernando allowed his woman to go to a swingers club without him, I said, yeah, look, bro. Yeah, well, I don't uh, think he allowed her. I think she just rolled out. <laughs> <laughs> she she went to um, hedonism. You, you know that's exactly where he went. You know exactly where she went. She went to hedonism. I don't know. Home. Every time somebody, and he didn't say a swingers club because you know there's a, well I don't know if you know but there's swingers clubs all over the place even oh yeah the DMV but he said a swingers resort. I said resort. Okay, she went to hedonism. She went to hedonism and left him home. <laughs> He said, at least you could take me with you. She, I went like, on the girls, she said she was going on a girl's trip and he looked at the credit card receipt and it said hedonism. He's like, well, she could at least have taken me with her. I was like, that says a lot, bro. It says a whole lot. First of all, I'm going to hope that when she was sleeping with the dudes in, in his house, that was after she went to hedonism because if she did all that, and you helped to pay for her to go on vacation if she didn't take you with to the swingers club. Yeah, he gonna need him a nice, quiet girl that just like to stay home and, and cook for him and wait for him to get home from work because he, he don't need nobody that move in these streets too fast. <laughs> so, so, not okay. at all. No, so next, uh, we're winding up everybody. So next, who the men, who the men liked? So they did not like Kina, Ace, um, Tiffany, and Ace. Uh, Kina and Tiffany were in the bottom two. Uh, Ace, again, honestly, I, th I don't know if it was necessarily she wasn't likable. I think she may have gotten lost in the crowd. Maybe she was maybe stayed in the cut. I just didn't see her. Um, Tiffany, if I recall correctly, didn't Tiffany have a moment with somebody where she said... There was a bit of a moment she had uh, with somebody that seemed to go a little. Okay, let me see. Come, come, seem a little. Um... Okay, the conversation. She was talking to whoever she was talking to. I put in my notes. Her conversation seemed a little forced. So um, that's Tiffany. So I did catch in my notes that um, whoever she was talking to, it looks like she struggles in the conversation department. And again, these people aren't seasoned reality show people. And this is the first episode. So maybe that, um, it, you know, because we also have to take into account the discomfort on camera, which I definitely would say was the case with Fernando. Um, as far as who the men do like, uh, Paul, Demetrius, and Tori like Sabrina, no surprise. 
um, Tori and Laverne, like Precious, no surprise there. Um, Dakaya, Clifton likes, and Clifton likes, uh, and uh, Clifton and Demetrius also like Joy. Um, nothing is surprising me with Joy. I, um, I think she seemed very nice, interesting. Certainly nothing, absolutely nothing surprising as it relates to Joy and Clifton. I mean, we saw them blossom right in front of us. Um, and it wasn't trauma. It wasn't anything. There was just a whole, even in my notes, I wrote, there was a whole vibe. Like I, I literally had a smile on my face watching them sit there and talk. And then the dark cloud came in the room. Um, and it wasn't the dress. It was just, you know, <laughs> her feet. Okay. They got rid of Kina. No surprise there. All three of us said, Kina, it wasn't even, we didn't even debate about it. I mean, we, we saw that coming a million miles away. Sean, your thoughts with Kina. I mean, I, I, it, there was, there was no shock. It was like, okay, Kina. All right. Yeah. Um, so I didn't think there was much there with Kina, but I wanted to go back to, to the whole Fernando thing. Yes. Yes. I think, no. I think it, he, he just came off as weak. I mean, like your girl going to hedonism, then she's. Then he said, "Women sleeping, her bringing men to the house, sleeping with them." That just seems to me like a dude who has very little confidence. And even though he was really a nice guy, a, a great gentleman, and I was rooting for him, he's got to step up a little bigger in that aspect. As far as the other thing, Kena, I don't think there's no loss there. I don't think she really had much to add to the conversation. Um, the one thing I said about the yoga chick, Aces, right? That was her name, Aces, right? Ace, yes. Right. Having, having been in that community for a long time, the one thing I think, that was the one where the guy, where Paul said that, well, you all, you didn't give your marriage time to work. And that uh, No, he didn't, that's not who he said that to. He said that to... Um, um, Tiffany. No, that, not Tiffany. He said that to Sabrina. Yes. He said that to Sabrina. No, I thought it was somebody else that he said that to. Maybe it was yeah. to Tiffany. The one with the two children. The one that um, okay, he Tiffany. Said it to Tiffany. Tiffany has two kids. She, I remember she said she has two boys. Because he said, what were you married for? Like 10 months or something? Yeah, he kind of like was boxing her in. A year and a half, he said she. But again, that was part of the creep factor with him. The PO thing was rude. He just came off like an old lech, and then that conversation just made me angry because I found that to just be. I, I'm not even saying boxing. I found it to just be rude, just rude because you're talking about somebody's life. You don't know what they went through. It was it was just rude and condescending. It was rude and condescending, and it was immature, and it was imposing. And to go back with Aces, I think with Aces, because she's a yoga a yogi and she practices, one thing you have to learn about, especially talking about that community, is that they're very free-spirited, very free. You have to be very open-minded. You should be because that's what it's about. And, and whoever was talking with her didn't – kind of see that they, they they read her energy the wrong way you know so i don't know i mean it was just she seemed like an easy person to read to get along with all you had to do is just be gentle and talk with her i think the person i think it was po who kind of turned her off 
I agree. In fact, I want to say that he didn't he say all she wanted to talk about was yoga. And I was thinking to myself, that's probably not all she talked about. That's just you. Yeah, I mean, I think that was just you. And one thing is, if you go into if he'd have ventured into talking with her about yoga and think yoga, I think that might have been Wiley or whatever. He'd have noticed it just opened up a conversation to all of the different forms. And, I, and that's me because I, I practice relentlessly. Yeah, so we got our own yogi. So I, so that that's going to be great watching how Ace, Ace's impression with you. But I do agree that people who, and she's an instructor, which means she is very deep into uh, yoga, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure it's like everything probably. Because most people who are not only into it, but if she teaches it, then it's a whole lifestyle. And so, mm-hmm. but part of that it is showing to hit the nail on the head. If she falls into the typical category of, of that, then yes, that very much free spirit, very much outside of the box. So it'll be interesting to see if she makes a match and how that forms, because that um, just watching her personality and who gravitates towards her and vice versa may be an interesting thing to watch. However, on the flip side of that, looking at this group of individuals and even the types of jobs that they have and the personalities, because you got a lot of IT people here and that kind of thing, it's going to be it's going to be very interesting because you have people who now they may be outside of the box in their personal lives, but certainly um, professionally looking at this group, they're very much inside the box. So it's it's that'll be interesting to see how she navigates that, because she may be one of those people like a Carrie from last season where she's a good match for somebody, just not anybody of any of the people that they have available to her in this group. Um, and, and that may be something that we see with her. And of course, we're making assumptions because we didn't have an opportunity to really see her personality. But if we were to, again, like Sean said, if we're going to just base it on what we know she does and the type of people who gravitate towards that, I, I'm just looking at it right out the gate. I don't know if her match is here, not in this group of guys. And and they're down to six, and one of them's Paul. So we might as well say five. So And Wiley's young, so he's 32. So now we at four. So, um, I'm wondering how long Wiley's going to hold in there because not only age-wise he younger, he's only two years younger than what's the girl that's 34, um, Precious, but Precious seems yeah, more Precious mature than 34. Like, yeah, Precious is an old 34. Exactly. He's 32 and he's a young 32. He still reminds like when they did that. Well, I don't know why people, they just automatically think because I'm, I'm a former athlete, uh, something that they put me automatically categorize me. Well, first of all, you wore your championship college football ring out. Like, hello. Really? really? 
Like, no, they didn't put you in that box. You put you in that box because you wanted everybody to know about it. You might as well have worn a jersey. And you and I both know that even on the college level, those rings are never small. Heck, I've even seen where these nutty parents are doing the rings now for uh for kids in the Little League uh sports. Yes, they are. And the rings are big and gaudy, just like the ones in uh, the Super Bowl and in college. So, yeah, you wanted everybody to know, and now they know in your too tight Dookie Brown suit. Okay, so overall, <laughs> overall impressions, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. Well, I, no, let's go a little bit better. Okay, uh, between one and five. Uh, so we'll, that's the scale we'll use this season. Um, between one and five, I'm going to, uh, I actually thought it was, I'm, I'm still a little on the fence with the people, but I, I, I did enjoy the episode. Uh, in fact, I think I, I was looking forward to us doing the show. Not that I don't always, but I was looking forward to us doing it because it was an episode I, I actually was excited to talk about. So from that standpoint, especially as a, as a show host, um, I would say it, uh, it, it, it probably gave me a four, not necessarily a strong four, but I don't, but I think it was better than three. Four. I would say four. four. I was impressed. I would give it a four as well. Especially, um, that they, I didn't think, I, I appreciated that they didn't BS around in terms of trying to keep people just for the drama. I think there's a little bit of that with Paul, if, if I'm being honest, and that's yet another reason why they're not going to get a five and is why my four is not a strong four. Because honestly, even if the women, no matter what the women said, it's clear that it was, they were fine. They probably would have been fine uh, you know, if Fernando had stayed, because again, it's not just a matter of Paul um, in not liking his, you know, his lines, but he was, again, he was a little condescending and there was also a bit of a little creep factor. We saw that right off with sort of his leering at Precious. So I think that, um, I think there was probably a little bit more of a producer push in getting rid of Fernando before Paul, because even if Fernando ultimately didn't find a match, I think the women would have felt that he was perfectly harmless and would have had no issue with being set up on a date with him versus being set up on a date with Paul. You get set up on a date with Fernando, worst case scenario, the date might be a little bit boring. You get set up on a date with Paul, you're dealing with somebody who's a bit overbearing and possibly even a bit of a creep. So I think that 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 there was a bit of clear producer interference there in terms of them wanting like that Corey factor, a little bit of mm -hmm. like, controversy for the show. Kina, it was just clear and it was what it was. Um, Sean, what's uh, what's your number? My number on what? On my number on the on one to four, one to five. One to five. Uh -huh. I got a 3.5. I got a 3.5. Say that again. Your number went down. My, yeah, 3.5. I got 3.5. Okay. His mouth was open the whole damn episode. It was just getting on my nerves. <laughs> 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 
that that really got into your it really did y'all just don't know how many times Sean texted us in the past three days to tell us that one sentence I swear he might have just been cutting and pasting it (laughs) she She ain't never closed her mouth (laughs) that really just bothered you to your core So, um, farewell to Kina. I hope that she got some Advil for her head and was able to soak her feet. And for Fernando, I am just wishing for you a nice uh, young lady, age appropriate, who uh, wants to settle down with a quiet guy and have a nice, regular, quiet life, and there's no shade in that at all. I'm saying, uh, dude just needs, he, he just wants somebody nice to, that he can take care of and take care of him. He seemed like he's the type of guy who would probably cater to any woman that treated him right. I, I, I would bet money that uh, he is a guy who would literally give her the shirt off his back as long as... Uh, you know, as long as she treated him right too. In fact, that is probably part of the problem and why his ex got away with so much because he was giving her the shirt off his back. Meanwhile, she didn't, I mean, she didn't appreciate it in the sense that she was good taking the shirt and wiping some other dude's butt with it. So... (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean... Exactly, with his all his booty sweat. So, <laughs> at any rate, we are going to go because we did go a little bit over. We said we're going to go an hour. We went an hour and a half for this first episode, and we wanted to get to know everybody, but we promised to uh, keep it tight next time. But hell, this is this was our own casting special, Dagnamit. So, <laughs> at any rate, I'm going to say goodbye to my wonderful co hosts as I close out the show. And of course, give them their much deserved, as Nimi Leaks would say, accolades. Because <laughs> accolades uh, with, with bridesmaids. <laughs> yes, bridesmaids. Yes. Exactly. No S, just bridesmaid. Okay, so I'm first going to start with you, Riri, with giving you your accolades. Bye bye, Riri. Say goodbye to everybody. Bye. Good night, everybody. Woo. Okay, and next to our boy Sean, gonna give him his accolades and say good night. And don't worry, everybody, it's been a couple of months since we've had Sean on, so we're gonna get this technical thing together because I know how much you love uh, getting his opinion, and we are blessed to get a male perspective on this, so we want to make sure that we can hear him. Okay, so Sean, give everybody your farewell too so I can give you your accolades. All right, thanks everybody. I'll see you in a week. Let's go out and have a good time and uh, God bless you. All right, so that's a good night to Sean as well. 
And for everybody else, thank you for hanging with us. I hope that you enjoyed the show as we did our own casting special as well as talked about the episode. So it looks like we were around a four. Riri and I both gave it a four. Sean gave it a three and a half because he just needed uh, Precious to stop talking as much as she did. I don't know. There was just something about that that worked his nerves. I didn't necessarily see it. <laughs> but he seemed to uh hopefully maybe at some point we'll be lucky enough to have uh the precious on the show and get to talk to her ourselves i bet she'll shut him down and that will be a lot of fun to hear so um but we're we're again looking forward to a great season and if not even if you don't like the show hopefully you like us because we're gonna bring you all the good stuff and you know we don't hold back over here and if you're a regular listener or even if you're not Make sure that you continue to join in the fun by following me on all of my social media. You can go over to Twitter and Instagram. It's very easy. Follow me at Let's Let's Be Honest, JJ. That's L-E-T-S-B-E-H-O-N-E-S-T-J-J for Just Jonda. You can go to the fashion and junk. Well, Lord, I said the fashion and Jonda. The, <laughs> the fashion and drama diaries. And on Facebook, you also see the link there where you can join us into the Daily Fund. We talk about a whole lot of stuff over there. Got some great stories that are going to be coming out, especially within the next day or so. There has been a lot of mess uh, that's been going on that we're going to talk about. And as always, make sure that you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts because we're on all of them. Make sure in particular you um, follow us on Apple and Podbean, um, iTunes. Make sure you leave us five stars and a review. It is so, so, so important so that we can keep growing this show so that you hear us all the time everywhere. Maybe we can get to a point where all I do is talk to you. <laughs> and if you want to support the show, we certainly greatly appreciate it. My Cash App and Venmo are in the link. My Cash App is Just Jonda ESQ. That's Just Jonda Esquire. And uh, my Venmo is there too. So you will see that. And of course, you can order my book. And the link is there for that as well. So, wow. There's a whole lot of information that I just gave you, right? Well, I want to give you a little bit more. This is an easy one. If you are liking it, clicking it, want to talk about it, all of those things, never forget that chances are, with my big mouth, I want to talk about it with you. So let's be honest together. <laughs>